Welcome back, guys. It's uh, it's a rainy Sunday. Yeah. It's eleven thirty-six. The Eagles are disappointing, but we're we're not. We're here, we're and I just got paid, so I got money. You got money. Uh, after homecoming, I got a little bit of money left. A little bit of money. We got a little bit of money, guys. We got money, you broke ass. We got money. I'm cool with that. That's better than no money. Yeah, I'll take that. I see this as an absolute win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We're just gonna cut the chase. NBA season started. Yeah. It's been amazing. NFL. You know, outside of our eagle trauma, yeah. this has been a pretty good season. Yep. A lot of deaths in the family. But uh, people will be coming back. Breeze is back this week. That's going to be awesome. We'll get to that. too. Oh, man. It's weird, though. I feel like Teddy died this morning because of that. He's just gone. Which I don't get. It's like you're playing the Arizona Cardinals. They don't need you to play against the Arizona Cardinals. You have a bye week to They want to get... This is a tune-up game, I would say, for him. Just to, you know, make sure the thumb's good, the rhythm's there. And then I'm pretty sure we'll see more Teddy. But we'll get to that later. Guys, we're bringing it back. We're doing the one-minute man topics. It, I, I think this is going to be a annual... Well, not annual, but a thing we do every week. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to we're gonna actually try to do it in 10 minutes this time. Wish us luck. All right. First topic. Who is most likely to get traded at the NFL trade deadline? A lot of picks there. We all know NFL and NBA trade deadlines are weird. Usually doesn't happen, but okay. what you got? Um, I got Chris Harris Jr. from the Denver Broncos. He's the name that I constantly see uh, all around social media, on Twitter, on Instagram reports. Um, he's a former All-Pro corner, multiple-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's helped the Broncos. Um, started that no-fly zone with him and Akeem Tlaib and TJ Ward. So, if you bring him in, you're bringing a good vet, uh, really good man corner, no, very good instinct, and uh, a solid leader in that locker room. Yeah, I just, I feel like they're tearing it down over there. Yeah, they need to. It is about time. Do you think, you know, maybe John always he should be torn down too? I mean, I actually, we would spend our whole 10 minutes on John Elway okay, and his failures. But, I mean, out of all the players that I think are going to be moved, I mean, I already saw the guy get moved that I, I wanted. I feel like they got to tear it down, too. Muhammad Sanu getting traded. I'm like, it's time to just tear it down in Atlanta. Yeah. I, I think they're starting to get – they can fill it in the air, too. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan's not playing today. Tear it down. Shut it down. Start over. I mean, we're only, what, two, three years removed from Super Bowl? Yeah. But never, it's time to tear it down. Never recovered. Oh, never recovered. You know, some people just hold their blocks. But we've only mentioned that a thousand times. I, I think Mohamed Sanugan moved to Patriots, even though I hate the Patriots. I think that's going to be really fun. That man has an 80, uh, 80 overall rating in passing in Madden. The boy has a perfect passer rating in his career. They're going to run those trick plays with him, and it's going to be nasty. Him and Julian Allen, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, they're, expect some trick plays today or in the upcoming weeks. Next, we got who has the better second year, Trey Young or Luka Doncic? You know where I stand on this. I do. Come on now. Did you not see him last night? Yeah, I know. It was cold in that arena. Yeah, I know, but I saw Luke on Friday too, man. It's the Pelicans. Very nice. Very nice. Did he drop 38? No, just dropped 25, 10, and 10. 
That's cute. Triple doubles are cute. I mean, I mean Trey Young wasn't, you know, just six foot even. He'd get those too. I mean, I'm sorry. I think I think Luca got that step back three even as good as James Harden now. Ah, fooly. I mean, I agree with that, but I think there's more to those two guys' games. Uh, Trey Young almost had a triple double. Yeah. 38, 9, and 6. Pretty good for a six footer. Yeah. I'll take it. And I mean, he didn't hit the game winner, but he put it on ice. Yeah. Obviously, you saw the shiver. It's 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 still a game winner in my opinion. If you yeah, it, in my opinion. If you put the dagger in it, it's a game winner in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like the fact that it you has think to he be called bank. He called game. Ooh. Don't say that. That still hurts me, bro. Paul Pierce. I'm like, why are you doing this? Just die, old man. Let it go. <laughs> in the playoffs, no less. Uh, you you really going with Luca? It, it, it's tough. It is tough. I think it's a lot. Cl- it's, it's a way closer race than it was last year. Yeah. Even at the end of last year. But I think when Trey Young caught fire in that second half, it's been like the, the question started to get raised. Yeah. However, I think the only reason why I'm going with Luca because I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with like ability or anything. I think skill wise, I think they're almost similar. But Luca's just size and frame just makes it a lot easier for him to do on the court. It does make it a lot easier. But the work that I saw Trey Young put in the offseason, yeah. I'm like, this man's not going to be scared of taking it to the rack. And he hasn't been. It's only been a small sample size of two games. But kind of reminds me of Steve Nash out there. And especially with the passing. Nowhere near his polish, but he's getting there. But I will say this, though. What's I think up? he is on pa- I think he's on uh, trace to become the best point guard in the East. Yeah. I think he's not far off. And it's kind of early for that, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, who else is on the competition? I mean, you got Kyrie. Yeah. Um, John Wall's hurt. He's going to be hurt for a while, yeah, it looks like. Yeah, you got like. Kemba Walker, but honestly, if I had to pick the two, I'd probably pick Trey over Kemba. More potential, I feel like. Yeah. Kemba's, what, 27, 28? Yeah. It's pretty much the player Kemba's that he's going to be. He, he, he is what he's going to be. Yeah, he, he's exactly ben. what he is. And then also you got Ben. Which, I mean comparing those jumpers night and day right yeah. there. I'll still take Ben over him, but I don't know for how much longer. That boy keeps getting better. We yeah, might have a ben, serious conversation yeah, there. Yeah, but Ben gets it done on the defensive side of the board. Man. That is true. That is true. Well, he's 6'10". Yeah, I, I, know. I mean, what, what are you really going to do there? Next, Derrick Rose. Sixth man of the year. It's early. Yeah. It's early. But this dude has impressed. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched him last night. What did he drop? What? 24 yeah. against Sixers, and he had 20 again, 20 plus again in opening night. Yeah. Boy can ball. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not quite sure where this is coming from, but I think he's just at the point where he's not holding anything back. I think he's just he's just like you know what everybody's saying they're scared that I'm gonna get hurt. I've been scared too. I'm gonna lay out there and give it all I got. That 50 point performance he had back when he was on Minnesota, yeah. was really a wake-up call. He was like, I can still do this. The league should be scared of that, man. I, I mean, it's usually the Lou Williams Award, but right now... Yeah, that's always... It's been the Lou Williams Award. Yeah, it's either been him or Jamal Crawford, and Crawford's retired. Derrick Rose is looking like he might add some hardware. Yeah. I'm, 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 Will I'm he be the first uh, six-man and MVP in league history? I believe so. Oh, man, that's – I didn't even think of that. That'd be kind of fly. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping he could do it. Yeah. I, I scoffed at him going to Detroit. I just scoff at that team in general. Charles Barkley said they could be the fourth seed in the East. How? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Rose, I'm like, yo, he's the bright spot of that team right now. Yeah. And, you know, 
eventually they get Reggie Jackson back. Maybe maybe the team suffers some more. Oh my god, he's the Andrew Wiggins of point guards. It's just like, what are you good at? I can get points. How long does it take you to do that? No, just get rid of Reggie Jackson, run that uh, duo of uh, Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard off the bench. Wait for Blake Griffin to come Luke Kennard has been a sneaky player, man. Yeah. For his whole career. Yeah, I'm like, he really is. And people don't give him enough credit. He's a derpy looking dude, but that boy can ball. Yeah. Anyway, I see it for Derrick Rose. 25.3 points, 60, almost 65% shooting, 50% from downtown. Five assists, two rebounds. That's, yeah, that's efficiency right there, and that's what you need off the bench. Yeah. I don't know if he can sustain this, but I really hope he does. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, what happens to Teddy Bridgewater, man? Um, obviously, Sean Payton is Drew Brees is Sean Payton's boy. So, obviously, until until the end of the season, if Drew Brees is retired, I think Teddy gets an offer to, to be the Saints quarterback on the board. Because the one thing you don't want to do in regards to quarterbacks is you don't want to play a quarterback carousel. You don't. Yeah. It doesn't really work in and a lot of people's yeah. favor. Bridgewater's been in that system long enough, so it's like he knows Alvin Kamara, he knows Michael Thomas, and whoever else you're going to bring in, develop that chemistry with him. Sean Payton has done a masterful job this year to put himself back in that coach of the year candidacy. Yes. Yeah. So Whenever you have an injury like that and you still find a way to rip off five straight wins. Without him. Gotta kind of give this man credit. He's, I know you don't like him, no. but he's a genius right now, man. He's stringing it along. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I had my my, my coach of the year votes, he'd probably be my second game. He'd probably be second on my board. Who'd be your first? Obviously, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, true. You're right. I I think Teddy's really boosted his his stock out there. Yeah. If he doesn't get the play here, which I don't think he will, uh, in the long run. He can definitely get a job somewhere else. And there's always a team that needs a quarterback. There's never a team that has a perfect situation. Uh, and there's always going to be quarterback duels. Not sure. Not sure the Patriots. Yeah, true. Of, you just get rid of the problem. Yeah, you just get rid of the problem and bring in some more solutions. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the NBA. Better deal. <laughs> Buddy Hill or Jalen Brown? All right. I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Jalen Brown's a winner. Jalen Brown is a winner. Note that I said that. Not the Celtics. Jalen Brown is a winner. Buddy Hill is a loser. He signed too early. Just two days too early. If he would have waited, I think, I don't know if we get a holdout, but I'm pretty sure he'll be like, you got to bump that price up. He's he's getting $20 million more than me. I don't know about that. How do you feel about the deal? I kind of feel the same way. I feel like Buddy Hill at this point has shown a lot more than Jalen Brown has. And Jalen had a rough opening night. Not gonna lie, he's bounced back a little bit in these past two nights. Yeah, but it's still not. But in regards to, if I'm is it worth 115 million? No, absolutely. Was not. it ever worth 115 million? No. Is Buddy Hill worth 115 million? For the Kings, he is. For the Kings, I say he is. But that Harrison Barnes contract, like we mentioned before, really hurt these guys. I think the Celtics got fleeced there. I really believe they did. Yeah. Oh, man. Right on time. Right on time. I'm taking that. That's not bad. Pretty good there. I don't know, man. All right. So what I'll say going into the NBA, this has been a weird first week. Yeah. This has been weird. I'm, uh, 
I don't really, I don't really know where Brandon Ingram came from. This man, by the way, I am playing fantasy basketball this year. I know we didn't get it to go, but I was like, you know what? I missed opening day. I'm going to get a team. I drafted Brandon Ingram. Uh, what the heck? This dude's dropping 25, 35, 22. Is this LeBron's fault? in a situation in which there's no pressure on him. Same yeah. lot. I feel like New Orleans is perfect for a situation like, like for Brandon Ingram and like for Lonzo Ball. There's no pressure. No pressure. New Orleans, Just is, ball. Not, New Orleans is not a basketball town at all. So all you're going to be doing is focusing on your craft. And, and even though Bourbon Street is very legendary, it's like it's, it doesn't come close to the distractions and like the, the nightlife in LA. Oh yeah. Nowhere near close. You can have some fun down in New Orleans. A lot of fun, but it ain't L.A. Yeah. That goes for every city. It ain't L.A. Uh, this is a great situation for him, man. Pelicans are only three, but I like what I'm seeing so far. I, I do like what I'm seeing. It's just they're missing the number one overall pick. Yeah, That happens. That happens. You don't have your key player. You're not really expected to win games. But what you are looking for is for somebody to step up out of nowhere. Yeah. And, I mean... Brandon Ingram's really surprising. I'm liking the stroke from three. I'm liking him attacking, especially the attacking is fantastic. He's just Slender Man over there. He's getting dunks. He's getting layups. He's wrapping around people. I really didn't see. I didn't pay too much attention to him till the preseason, and I didn't think he'd still be this good. Yeah. This Man, is coming out of Duke. Um, I I said this like wasn't even comparing the caliber player, but. Just from the frame and his ability to get his shot just by anywhere in the world. I called him KD Light. Yeah. I think he's a better slasher, at least with the mentality yeah. that, like, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. KD's more of a shooter, yeah, and I, I think like we're going to see that a like, lot more now. I feel like KD settles for jumpers a lot more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ingram attacks. He goes to the mid-range a lot more. Probably second only DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I mean, there's just been a couple players that have surprised me starting the season. I don't, he's definitely one of them. Another guy from last night that I'm surprised he rung the bell for us. Oh, Tobias Harris. 29 points last night? Yeah. No. I, I'm eating crow on that. I'll admit. No, I'll admit. <laughs> no, we're not. When he was going off in the first turn, I'm like, Tobias is going for 30 tonight. He only dropped 29. I'm just like, so you're just going to make me wrong. <laughs> I really didn't see that coming, man. I, I thought we wasted $180 million. Once again, this is a small sample size, two games. but yeah. And the first game wasn't the best. Yeah. But I think he's found his rhythm where I'm like, attack. That's what he's been. That's what he's been. Yeah. On the Magic, he, he was a slasher. Could he shoot? Yeah, spot up. But he's a slasher first and foremost. Did the same thing when he went to the Clippers. And then he came here and he had to be a spot up shooter. Yeah. And that's cool. But like he's using his secondary skill there. Yeah. Now he's putting it all together. You know, he doesn't have Jimmy holding on to the ball and yeah. he, he can make some moves. So, and also no one beat either. So it's like, you're going to need that primary number one option. And obviously that's going to be Tobias Harris. Well, that's been the thing with the Sixers, man. So many people could be the number one guy. Yeah. And we, we've seen it for the, past two games, our only two games, that it could be Ben, it could be Tobias, 
team looks good with Al Horford running the five. Yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. Cause I've that is. Yeah, because um, I was at on a homecoming, and uh, one of my old managers, like, Don Hurt Sixers fan, the man uh, listens to the Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast, <laughs> like, religiously. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, he said, like, this was, like, this was last year. He said, no one B would have been a guaranteed loss. Because Amir Johnson yeah. will just be on the floor for like 30 minutes. Not a good Nobody look. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, you don't like Amir Johnson three-pointers? No, I mean, you like Amir Johnson three-pointers. Makes me cry. <laughs> really does. Every time but I'm now, like, stop. But now no Embiid, obviously, uh, the team's going to be more centered around, you know, skill players that suit around Ben Simmons' skill. Yeah. Kyle Horford comes in, and then Kyle Quinn becomes the backup, which, in my honest opinion, is a, a, a minor upgrade over Amir Johnson. Yeah, as far as the passing goes, definitely. I mean, it's just, I feel like our front court is just night and day different now. It's not one-dimensional, and I really like it. Like you said, it's not just all in bead, because it couldn't be all in bead. The man's not there. When he's not there, what do we do? It's the Ben Simmons show. How far does that get you? Not always as far as you need to go. This team isn't even shooting a three-pointer very well at all. We're still second, winning games. Until the second half last night. And that was mainly Tobias Harris. Yeah. like And Mike Scott. Mike, Well, that's Mike Scott's role on this team. I don't really need him to do much more than attempt three-pointers and get rebounds and stay calm and cool. You look at Moss and other shooters around the league, they're not hitting their shot. They're panicking. Mike Scott has been in this league for a minute now. And I remember when he was a Hawk, this man just lets them fly. Sometimes to a fault, but... What else do you want from him? I don't know, man. The Sixers team just looks different in a good way, yeah. not a boring way. I, I thought, you know, front court teams would be kind of boring. This team is exciting. I don't know, maybe just because it's different. And we deserve a little different because hitting our head against the wall wasn't really working. It almost did, but, you know, ball bounces another way. Might have a parade. Anybody else... In the, uh, we also probably wouldn't have this team also. True. True. Would have a banner. I'll take a banner. You take a banner? Yeah, man, once it's 84, I'll take one. Alright. Yeah, I'll take it. Who else in the league has just like surprised a little bit? There's gotta be like one guy that I feel like I, I I've probably been thinking about all week and I just I, I, I can't think of him right now. Oh, let's just talk about your team real quick. The Suns went out and beat the Clippers last night, man, and boy, was it good to watch. It was actually better to watch than the Clippers beating up on the Warriors, which, you know me, uh, I was salivating watching that. It, it was no fun for the Warriors, just like it's been no fun to watch basketball for the past couple seasons. But the Suns went out there and smacked the Clippers. My fault. Lost Suns went out there and smacked the Clippers in the mouth. How did that happen? How, why does this happen? Why? Why do you think the Clippers slept on them? I think so. It's only been three games. You don't know these guys yet. You don't know who's who. You can't just take games off yet. Kawhi Leonard's still doing his Michael Jordan mid-range jumpers, and that's cool. And Patrick Beverly fouled out last night, but he's a rabid pit bull. That's gonna happen every now and then. Uh, Devin Booker not phased by Patrick Beverly. I'm what where where did this man get balls from? I'm so surprised. He he goes from 
you can't check me up in uh what pickup games because nobody guards in pickup games to battling the most annoying one-on-one defender and winning the duel where did this come from this is your boy you got to answer for him <laughs> i think that book is tired of all the losing i mean it's been two three years of losing yeah, yeah that'll eat up uh, that'll eat your heart out what was the stats last night what did he have yeah. 30 points. Oof. Uh, 50% from downtown. He shot 50% for the game. So. We'll take that every night. Eight assists, six rebounds. But Eight assists is the best part in my yeah. opinion. But what were you going to say? But uh, Kelly Oubre has been a really good uh, spark. He brings energy. Yeah. And when you say stuff like that about a player, m- people who don't care and know anything about basketball will be like, okay, anybody can bring energy. Not at a professional level. No. This dude is full steam ahead out there. Yeah. And I, I feel like he kind of picked that up from John Wall playing with the Wizards. Uh, he's exactly what you guys needed, even though you have a bunch of small forwards and shooter guards. I feel like he's got the most energy out of all of them. Yeah. What, what was his stats last night? Uh, Kelly Brick, 20 points. Uh, perfect from the free throw line. Really? Yeah. Okay. Five assists. But... Overall, it was really good. Devin Booker got his, but everybody else is starting to pick the slack. Uh, over the years, the Phoenix Suns have really just been the Devin Booker show. It's like now you're getting a lot of contributions from young players. You had no Ricky Rubio, no DeAndre Eaton either, so I'm not trying to hear the no Paul George excuse from True. anybody else. True. Yeah, Dario Sarge um, was big last night, 15-10, uh, 50% also from downtown. Phoenix shot the ball from downtown very well last night. They're getting all- I've always said that Dario Sarge hits his threes, his teams win games. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of they got a lot of production from their front court. Dario Sarge had a good night. Aaron Baines, 14 points, eight, eight rebounds. Um, plus minus well, plus minus was a zero, but obviously I'll take that. I'll yeah, take it wasn't any negative. Zero is always better than negative. Yeah. Always take that. And uh probably one of my favorite picks from the twenty fifteen draft, Frank the Tank, baby. Yeah, I saw him out there hitting a three, and I'm just like, I didn't even know this man was on the Suns. I really didn't know. I'm like, he's out of Charlotte. Good. Oh, my God. Who's the guy on y'all on the Suns? Carter? Yeah. What's his name? Yo, he caught fire in the third. I was sitting there like, yo. That's Javon Carter. Javon Carter from uh, West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia really knows how to breed good team players, and that's what he was out there. You no, know, it was funny. Uh, we actually traded. I think I was on the bus with you. And uh, I was like, oh, man, Phoenix made a trade for a point guard. We got Javon Carter. And you're like, who? Hey, man, I had no clue who this man is. I had to look him up as I was watching. I'm like, where is this dude from? First year, West Virginia. What? All right. I guess he's good. He played there. And, hey, man, it's only one game, but he had a heck of a third quarter. I'll give him that. That's the most important quarter, in my opinion. Can you come out and make adjustments? And the Suns did. It was tied going into the half. They came out there and balled. The Suns overall, surprising team right now, man. Number one team in the West. Not anymore. Oh, not anymore? Yeah, they're 2-1. Oh, who did they lose to? Who did they even lose to? I, I, I was about to say the Suns, number one team in the West. I mean, you guys were for a day. I was very proud of you guys. I'm like, it's 2006 all over. I'm so happy. <laughs> it was our best year. Let me go back. I'm really just I I know it's only three games into the season but 
I'm just happy basketball is here, and I'm happy to see the guys who actually put the work in in the offseason. It's paying off. The loss of the Nuggets by one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I mean, you had no business beating the Nuggets, but you had no business beating the Clippers, and you did. I think the Suns are going to make some noise. 35 wins. What? What's wrong with 35 wins? That's better than 34. We're going, five, we're going 500 this year. You, you sure? I am. Where's the bell? Ring it. <laughs> All right. 41 wins. 41 wins to the Suns this year. 39 more to go. Uh, beat, up on the, we'll beat up on the Houston Conference. Beat up on the Hornets. I mean, all right, all right. Leave the Hornets alone. Because they're the one team this year that I'm like, they are who we thought they were. And the Cavs. We're going to beat them Oh, who's even talking about the Cavs? When I saw them draft Darius Garland, I'm like, but you drafted a point guard last year. An undersized point guard. So you're getting another small point guard? What, do you want to be the Trailblazers? I don't think either one of them is going to be as good as C.J. McCallum. Not even going to mention Damian Lillard. The Cavs are who we thought they were. Nobody let them off the hook. Charlotte, just sell your stock in the team, MJ. Keep the endorsement with them. I like the little Jordan brand on there, but sell your stock, right? You just, that, that team's terrible. I, I, I don't know, Jazz, Jazz looked good. Lost to the Lakers last night. Donovan Mitchell, I know we don't like him on this show. I like him this year so far. Yeah, I like him. The... Attention on defense is what I'm paying attention to. And I think that boy put a lot of work in the offseason. I didn't see it, but what I'm seeing on the court right now, that boy hungry. Okay. Obviously, they beat the Lakers. Oops, they lost by 12, but the Lakers only put up 97. Do you buy this this Lakers team, the way it's currently constructed, without any moves whatsoever, can this team make a run in the finals? Because that's the ultimate goal. With the players on the team right now? Yes. Yes. They don't have all their players right now. Kyle Kuzma is hurt. Rajon Rondo is still hurt. He might play tonight. We're not sure. Uh, that's their second unit right there. They don't have a second unit point guard right now. They just don't. Cook can't run point. And, I mean, speaking of running, KCP, <laughs> what did he play, 34 minutes, no points? He was running. Tony Snell special. Oh, God. I hate Tony Snell. Just looking at him, I'm like, how do you still have a job? But KCP, 34 minutes, no points, just a lot of cardio. Uh, that bench doesn't look good right now. But once they get Rondo, looks good. Kyle Kuzma needs Rondo because he can't create his own shot consistently. You put those two together, that's a pretty good second unit. But I bet you, I bet you this much, I think they traded the wrong guy. They should have traded Kuzma and kept Brandon Ingram. I mean, I, I don't think the Pelicans wanted to do the deal unless they got Ingram, but I, I heard the Lakers saying that they didn't want to give up Kyle Kuzma and the whole time. I'm just like, but why? Why? I'm like, Kyle Kuzma hasn't really, he's benefited from playing with LeBron. That's nice. And Lonzo's the one who gets him to his spots. Come on. I, I, I just didn't get it. I feel like he can only be as good as the guy who's facilitating the ball. Uh, Brandon Ingram has shown he can do it by himself. Yeah. Pelicans got the better at that part of the deal. Uh, I, I don't – I think this Lakers team is going to be good. I think they were really – they tried out some things opening night, which, man, I was excited to watch that. But like I posted, 
Clippers bench had 19 points in that first quarter. That will be the key thing that wins them this game. And, and the Lakers were up after the first. But yeah. their bench only had 19 points at the end of the game. Yeah, and Danny Green was your leading scorer. That shouldn't really happen. On the Raptors, maybe. Didn't even happen on the Raptors that often. Come on, LeBron, AD. They ran a lineup where both AD and LeBron were on the bench. And I'm like, you can't afford to do that right now when you don't have Rondo and Kuzma. I appreciate you trying to get everybody involved, but... Not everybody needs to get involved. Exactly. These guys will not be in the playoff rotation. So, quit playing. It's opening night. Give us the stars. Other than that, I thought it was a good game. I think the Lakers are going to be fine this year. Okay. Growing pains, though. And uh, one last thing before we move on to the NFL. What's up? How about the Chicago Bulls? I know they're one and two. Kobe White, man. Kobe White, man. That's the name I was forgetting. Zach Levine, baby. I love that front. I love that backcourt, man. Those two, Laurie Marketing. That's a that's a big three going four, man. Oh yeah, my fault. Zach Levine, touch the subject. Uh, okay, so let's just go back in time real quick. I love doing this with Timberwolves trades. Let's just go back in time. You got Zach Levine. Time stone. Ta- oh my God, it's so bad. Just, just bring it back. Just bring it back. Tom Timberwolves coach Zach Levine gets hurt, tears ACL, contract year. We're like, okay, cool. We can make some moves with him. If we resign him, we probably don't have to pay him that much because never torn ACL. We don't know if you're going to be the same player again. Everything comes off of athleticism with you. Uh, we don't do that. We trade him for Jimmy Butler. We also trade our pick. And Chris Dunn, nobody cares. Uh, but we trade the pick that becomes Laurie Markinen. And we trade Zach Levine. And you just said those two guys are going to be a part of Big 3, potentially with Kobe White, who I'm very surprised about. I didn't think he'd be dropping 26 already. Uh, Jimmy left after a year. We could have Markinen, the put next to Carl Anthony Towns. Those are the two best stretch fours, arguably, in the game. I'll agree to that. Mix that with Zach Levine's athleticism and his three-point just takeover ability. That's our big three there. And Andrew Wiggins, whatever. Uh, That's ridiculous. And let's just say the Andrew Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell deal goes by. That's a powerhouse Western Conference team. D'Angelo Russell, Zach Levine, Carl Anthony Towns, Laurie Markkinen. Is anybody playing defense? No, but it's okay. And Covington isn't on the team. This is an amazing team. But instead, we're 2-0. There you go. Silver linings. I can't hide the pain I feel inside. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's cool. Every, everybody's talking about Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins winning that game in overtime. But I'm like, oh, we, were only, we only had to go to overtime because of him. We're a much worse team when he's on the court. And he's just making $27 million this year. For the next three years, right? It goes up every year. It makes more money every year. Every year it gets worse. <sighs> he can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. 
Anyway, moving on to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. To another sad topic. Oh, God. Why did we set it up like this? You set it up like Yeah, that. I did. My fault. All right. Going to the gridiron. All right. Do you want, do you want me to be depressed? You take the reins on this. I'm, I'm already sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Philadelphia Eagles. Got the Eagles got absolutely no screw. We got curb stomped by Dallas. If the game was out of hands already in the first quarter, it was already down 14-0. They go up, the Eagles score a touchdown, 14-7. However, Dallas kept moving the football. Zeke kept Zeke kept pushing the pine logs. Malcolm Jenkins got truck. Orlando Skandrick was missing tackles. Uh nothing good came out of that game. Nothing good. Aguilar, short alligator arm, the 60-yard throw. Sums up the season so well. Yeah. <laughs> the only person, the only people that were catching the ball all night long was Dallas Goddard. That's it. Didn't he fumble? And he fumbled. But however, my prediction came true. Jalen Mills got his first interception of the season. Uh, don't you dare ring the bell on that. No. I'm calling it. I'm call, making a prediction today. Jalen Mills picks off Josh Allen. Second pick this season. Let's ring the bell. No, no, no. It's the second interception of the year. Give me that damn bell. <laughs> no. Is that the bright spot of the game? Yes. Jalen Mills is back. Okay. On to the deeper part of the drama. Okay. Former Eagle had something to say about yeah, everything. Orlando Skandrick was released shortly after the Sunday night football game. Immediately went to Undisputed on Friday with Skip Bayless, with Shannon Sharp, to talk about the holes of like the Philadelphia. He just aired all the dirty laundry. Yep. You don't do that. That's how you don't get a job on another no, team. No, and that's my thing. I'm just like, okay. I'm just like, uh, Orlando Skandrick may have had some validity on this, and I'm just like, okay, regardless if he had validity on this or not, it's not my job to like really do um, some hearsay stuff. But here's my thing. In the locker room, that brotherhood is sacred. You don't go on air immediately, go on national television, and air out all the dirty laundry. Unless unless the only people who do that are players who are no longer in the league. Yeah. And it's like you're already removed from playing. So at that point, you had nothing to lose. True. If this guy, if Orlando Skandrick wants to get back in the league, then yeah, good luck with that. Because all it just shows you is All that, the trust like, is gone, man. Yeah, so it's like, oh, something goes awry. You're going to just go on national TV and like bring me down? This is this is some messy stuff. Yeah. Do you think some of his words had some truth, some weight to it? Like, come on, like I, it's. I do believe the Super Bowl high has like gotten to them. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Still drinking and absolutely. Listen, yeah, and as much as I can't stand Colin Cowherd, um, he actually brought up a good point. He was just like, "What he say?" He says like we're. It was like Lane Johnson and everybody else, they're feeling themselves. Like, Doug Peterson came out with a book on how to be a winner after he wins the Super Bowl. And I'm just like, he was like, he was like the Patriots' model is do your job. The Eagles' model is we'll just do our job once. And I'm just like, uh, we've come a long way from having team baptisms. Remember that? Yeah. Right before the Super Bowl, I think it was Super Bowl week. Yeah. Uh, come a long way from that. Now we're, you know, Throwing people under the bus. Lane Johnson had some comments, too. Yeah. Uh, they were a little vague. Malcolm yeah. Jenkins didn't really understand what he meant by that. Uh, is this... <laughs> you think things are really as bad as they sound? 
I mean, the product on the field is as bad as it looks. Yeah. Do you think behind the scenes it's this bad? Because losing creates a toxic uh, yeah. I think, work environment. I still think the Eagles, obviously, I still think they have the, the talent, the veterans, and like the coaching to turn this around. But I think in the end it's not going to matter. My only vote, the optimism part on it, is the Eagles do get into the postseason, somehow turn, yeah, somehow turn this around. Get at least to the wild card round so Carson Wentz could finally get like a playoff experience under his belt. True. But regardless of that, you you gotta do some like obviously like like uh like bar like like a meese on a Monday night. We the Eagles gotta do some deep cleaning this off season. Yeah, it's gonna do some deep cleaning, some soul searching, uh draft a wide receiver. A good one. Trade for one. I don't do something. Do something. Get something at those positions. Yeah. Cornerback and wide receiver. And I saw a tweet that was probably the perfect thing to sum it up. It's like, remember how everybody was, you know, at Russell Wilson after they lost that Super Bowl against New England? You know, pretty much getting called out about him not being a leader and all yeah. that. They completely ex- expunged everybody else. They out. did. And they made it a Russell Wilson. Yeah, that receiving core completely changed over, man. Yeah. Golden Tate gone. Earl Thomas gone. Ken Chancellor. Richard Sherman. Um, the only people still there really is uh, Bobby Wagner and like Tyler Lockett. That's it. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch going. So I feel like that's what you kind of need to do the same. Who um, would you? Who would you give the axe to if, if you could? Okay, I'm Howie Roseman. Yeah, who would you give the axe to? Okay, plain and simple, the entire wide receiver core, whole core, Alshon yeah. included. Yes, Alshon included. I'm sorry, just got paid though. I understand that, but you're not what you used to be, man. That you, you don't like Alshon Jeffrey screens? No, I don't. You don't? They're, they're they're my least favorite screens. I think they're beautiful. They're good for yeah. five inches. I'm, but the main thing I'm talking about is Nelson Aguilar. It's like you you're the reason. I'm like we brought him back for nine million, and it's like I'm just looking at this, and I'm just like we could have just re-signed Golden Tate. You and, did mention that to me, and yeah. And it's like, regardless of like Golden Tate's like off the field issues, the man comes the ball every Sunday. The he man, does. And I don't even care about that four game suspension because it felt like we didn't even have Nelson Aguilar for those first four games anyway. Yeah, it's not like he was really doing anything out there. Yeah. Can he make the home run play? Yeah, but the stuff in between those plays, borderline dreadful. Yeah. Just ridiculous. I saw his. Uh, was it pro football focus yeah. or whatever his score? He was like 110 out of 117. Uh, yeah, 110 out of 112. <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. And he gets to start, huh? Yeah. And obviously, some of the offseason moves, like I didn't like. I'm like, oh, well, it was a good thing we re signed Jason Peters. I'm like, this guy's making $9 million. I love Jason Peters, but. His body can't keep up with him. No it way. hasn't been able to keep up with him for three, four years now. Yeah, same with Darren Sproles. You wasted a roster spot with him thinking, like, okay, well, he's a veteran. He's good for special teams. I'm like, oh, stop re-signing everybody because you felt bad for them because neither one of those guys played in the Super Bowl. You don't owe it to anybody. They got a ring. They're yeah. not owed anything. Yeah. It's just like, this oh, Peters put in a decade plus on this team. He earned that ring regardless if he played or not. Darren Sproles has like the fourth most, like six all purpose yards. He's earned, he's that. earned that ring. He, he doesn't have to play for it. He's earned it. He's done great things for this team. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you're right. It really is time to just clean house. And that's 
once again, that, that feels weird to say. I, I, we said that about Atlanta. We were like, they were in Super Bowl three years ago. It's time to clean house, and it's looking like they're doing so. It's looking like they're starting to do so. Eagles, we agree. It's probably time to clean house a bit. Yeah. We're, we're not very far removed from the Super Bowl. How does this happen? Just bad contracts? Poor develop, poor draft, poor drafts. Not yeah. the inability to develop uh, certain certain NFL players. Scheme-wise also, I, that's why I think Jim Schwartz and both Mike Rowe have to go. I don't think there's any plausible situation in which either one of them should be on the team next year. Understandable. I think like the offense I is, like Jim Schwartz, but it's just not working. That scheme is terrible. For it's any, a really bad scheme. And that's scheme. why I think it was just like, this is what we need to get Jamie Ramsey. I'm like, for what? To play that man 10 yards off the football? I'm I'd like, still take him. Yeah, I, I would too, but and not, I'd still get rid of Schwartz. Yeah, that's my thing. You get you get Jalen Ramsey. You have to get rid of Schwartz. You don't get him while you also still have Schwartz. I mean, but you're right. Yeah, what's done is done. But I mean, do you think we've gone fishing? Do you think that's do you think that's a no? If we lose tonight, if we, well today, no, that's the NFC East, man. And that mm. means we're still. That means. Always still in the fight. Yeah, you're always still in the fight. They were three and four last year. They went nine and seven, and they squeaked into the playoffs. True, it's possible. And it's like everybody was like, "Oh man, Thieves. And it's like the rest of the NFC is just like so much better. But it's like you don't know who's going to tail off at the end. So, well, who do you, who do you think has gone fishing so far this season? Who can we just wrap it up with already? Okay, fine. You mean besides Cincinnati and uh, Miami? What, what does Cincinnati even need other than a complete offensive line overall? Quarterback. Andy Dalton is awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. I've never heard you just outright say that about a quarterback. He's just awful. He, he's awful. He's awful to watch. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never had a good time watching him play quarterback. Like, I thought there would be minor. Obviously, there's still bad offensive line, but it's like. There's nothing changed about Andy Dalton throughout the entire time I watched him. Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson coaching, well, Hugh Jackson, well, Hugh Jackson coaching was a Pro Bowler, but there's nothing, there's nothing else you need to see from Andy Dalton at the point where it's like, okay, this guy can turn it around. Do you think he's just a backup guy from here yeah, on he's a out? Backup quarterback. I mean, he's looked like it for three years, in my yeah. opinion. I'm, I'm not too sure. Get, your, get yourself one of these quarterbacks that's coming out. Get Herbert from. Oregon, get Tua from Alabama, get somebody, man. Just ax him. Yeah, just get a new line, draft a quarterback, draft lineman, spend some money in the line. Yeah, money you got a good him. running back there. Yeah, then after that, spend money. You got okay receivers. Yeah. They don't need my I think it's their offensive and defensive lines that are just god awful. Yeah. All right, they work through the trenches. I think they could be back to being a playoff team. I don't know if in a playoff game they haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. Uh who else is just it's over. Gone fishing. Obviously Atlanta. I was hoping you would wait a little longer to do that one. Uh, here's the thing. It's all because of Quinn. I blame him completely. I agree. I, I've i never seen a secondary other than the Eagles look this bad. And it's ridiculous because unlike the Eagles, we got talent at that position. And... It's just nothing going right for this team, and it's all scheme. Like you said about Schwartz, it's just terrible scheme. I think getting rid of Dan Quinn, which, man, 
I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought we were going to win the Super Bowl with him. It's just He was just going to be the guy for a long time. It's not looking that way right now. And I really the number one thing I want off this team is him. I feel like there's talent at every position. It's just not being utilized correctly. And that goes to management. And he's the head of it. And he said we're going to be better. This defense is going to get better. And we've only gotten worse since last year. I didn't think it'd get any worse. Yeah, everybody's having their career day against Atlanta this year. What are you telling, man? Uh, it's okay if, like, you're the Cardinals. And it's like, all right, cool. The defense needs some work. We can fix things. But we have a quarterback. We have a new coach. And the scheme is working out so far. We're trending upwards. Falcons are trending downward. And it's a really bad spiral. And it starts with him. I think that's really the only thing that needs to go. Just gut the management. If you get rid of the coach, I feel like you got to interview the other guys who are still there and really keep it real with them. You're on thin ice or you're out of here. Nobody's job is secure in Atlanta as far as management in my eyes. They're definitely going fishing. And it's a shame that I went to Super Bowl three years. But, you know, some people miss blocks and then everything falls because of that. Uh, Those are the two teams that I've really looked at where I'm like – you don't need to be this bad. They're correctable issues. Eagles included, actually. Uh, who, there's got to be a team in the division where I'm like, dog, that division's not even good. It's, I'm, I'm looking at the Lions on this one, man. They got to get rid of some of those guys. Matt Stafford is having another good year. Town is being wasted yet again. We love to blame him when things go wrong. We never get his man credit when he's the one balling, I feel like. Yeah, the man threw four touchdowns last week. What is wrong with this team, man? I don't get it. They were my dark horse team. To That division's really good, though. But Their defense is not good. As much as uh, a claim as Matt Patricia wants to be for a defensive guy, nothing has changed on that defensive front. That's... That's like spot on. I don't know why. Is he? Be, you think it's just him being stubborn at this point? It's only his second year in, right? Yeah. He still has time to fix these problems and right the wrongs. But I say three. I say if you're three, nothing changes. Then it's like, okay, we got questions. Right, you got to go. It's just like, how do you have? And I look at the Patriots defense, and I'm like, uh, there is a lot of talent on that defense. A lot of great names there too. I'm not saying you got to only hold guys to a 34 quarterback rating like they are. Ridiculous. It's better to spike the ball than to call actual play against the Patriots. Uh, Good luck, Browns. Uh, Why is this team such a far cry from the Patriots' defense? You have their coordinator. Do you think it was really all Belichick? Who is a defensive-minded coach, first and foremost? (laughs) But at the – well, never mind. Vrabel never was uh, was an underling. Yeah. He he just played. Yeah. You've been in the coaching room with this man in the war room many times. Why can't you adapt those schemes to meet the talent that you have on this team? Or is it just the complete lack of talent? One of the two are to blame. Is it management or is it the product on the field? It has a combination of both, honestly. That's that's worst case scenario. That's too much wrongs to write. This team doesn't need to be this bad. 
and they're wasting Stafford is isn't getting any younger, man. Yeah, it's probably they, his have, last they big have a really deal. they have a really good offense. Uh, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, T.J. Hawkinson, who Karrion I like. Johnson went down as on IR, so yeah. things are only going to get tougher, especially as far as clock management. I think they got a good young running back behind him, but it's not going to be Kerryon Johnson like yeah. Offensive line is good. Yeah, I mean, so I mean they they also got like, they also got robbed from that Green Bay game, but. My, yeah, my, but the true. old mantra also was like, never make it close to the point where it has to come. Yeah, out don't put it. yourself in that situation. This defense has done that time and time again this season, and it sucks because watching them on offense, it's a good show. And then you kick that field goal, and you kick the ball off, and now I gotta change the channel and watch the other game. It's just depressing. I don't know what Matt Patricia needs to do, but he's on the hot seat. That team, I feel like, is going fishing, losing Carryon Johnson. Uh, I think they're going fishing. I think this is, and it sucks because I really had them as dark horse playoff team. Uh, let's get to the brighter news. I got, I got one more. One more. Let me hear it. Who? The Chargers. It's just like, I don't even know a good analogy for this team. They really just shoot themselves in the foot again and again. Every week they find a new way to hurt themselves. It's ridiculous, man. They, they, you know, they remind me of. Who? They remind me of the early 2010 Bengals teams. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's actually exactly who they are. Except you have the talent there. Yeah, I have the talent. Yeah. Better quarterback. Better quarterback. Um, from the same, from the same capacity as running games. They, yeah. Yeah. You had a. You have weapons. Yeah, Jeremy Hill, around the same caliber. Yeah. Top tier wide receiver. They had AJ Green. They those guys have Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have the talent. And obviously Dur- losing Derwin James to start the season really hurt their secondary. Definitely does. Yeah, because which that had that's tradition with the Chargers. Yeah. Every offseason somebody important gets hurt. Yeah, him, Hunter Henry. But even still <sighs> Melvin Gordon is probably the biggest loser out of all the – in probably the history of holdouts. I mean, if he gets traded, which he is being shopped, he is the biggest loser. Yeah. Depending on where he goes and because what he the does. the guy has 81 yards in, like, three games. And not to mention that game last week at the one-yard line. We're not even going to talk about that. I kept seeing that over and over. I woke up from a nap, and I'm looking at the highlights for, you know, the whole week. I'm like, all right, so they scored a oneness. What the heck happened? There's the most charges thing that happened to the charges in a long time. And I, that's exactly what I yelled out as I was watching the highlight. I'm like, how did you not do this? I don't it's like I don't get it. It's like you have all the talent, but I kind of predicted I'm like everybody's way too high on the charges and too full contenders. And it's like when this happened, they disappoint you the most. It's like it's people were saying, I am I, I forgot who said it, but somebody posted it. It's like yeah, I'm a Chargers fan, and I haven't been this disappointed in the Chargers in a very long time, and I've had many reasons to be. Yeah. This is, yeah, the Chargers, gone fishing, really? You think it's over? And not to mention, they're in a division in which nobody else but Kansas City is good. And There's Oakland, no reason for you to be this bad. You're behind Oakland. Never mind you. You picked Oakland to win four games this year. I did. I was gonna. I was just about to say that. And, I really was. And the fact that at this point the Oakland Raiders are ahead of you in, in their division standings, 
How many wins does Oakland have, by the way? Three. They're three and three. Oh, man. Oh, they really see the expectations. And the Chargers are just uh, yeah. crapping the bed, yeah. honestly, yeah, for yeah, lack no of better phrase. That. Yeah, no lose, reason losing that at that Houston game. Uh, you came up short against the Lions. I don't Beat up on the Dolphins until everybody beats up on the Dolphins. Yeah. You also, and you lost a weird Sunday night football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were never in that game. Yeah. And I don't know sad, what happened. And that's the sad thing. They were never in that game to begin with. They were. I think the Steelers were up 24 nothing, and then they tried to make a comeback, but it was like... They were out. Yeah. It was over. I turned it off. I was like, I, I can't watch a game when the team just doesn't have any fight. Yeah. That team had no fight on Sunday yeah, and night. Yeah, and you lost to the Titans last week. I losing that game on the one yard line. Titans do have a good team. Yeah, they do. But, but that was still a winnable game. There's been a lot of a lot of winnable yeah, games. Yeah, now to Chicago against that defense. Just coming off a really embarrassing loss against the Saints. I, I didn't think it would be that bad. Shouts out to Matt Nagy finally saying what I've been saying as a David Montgomery fantasy owner. They're going to run the ball more. You think? You think it's time, bruh? You think it's time to use your first pick? No? Should we wait another three weeks? Maybe then it's time. He's got Andy Reid syndrome. He says that, but... I know. I know. that. I, that's what I'm taking with a grain of salt. He, he said he's going to do it. I'm not expecting it to happen. But, boy, I've never seen a more obvious call. Run the ball. Allen Robinson will get his. Everybody else on that offense, well, as far as receivers. Good luck. Yeah, figure it out, bro. <laughs> Sorry, we, we took Trubisky over Mahomes. And Watson. That was Dog, that's like probably like my favorite tweet every single week, every single time Chicago loses. He's <laughs> yeah. like, we'll never, he's like, never forget the fact that the Chicago took Mr. Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm just like, every time I see that, I'm just like, oh, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm like, you can make me cry. <laughs> 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 what were you doing? I like Trubisky, though. I like this tape. The worst part about but, it. No. The worst part about it is they moved up only one spot. I forgot about that. Trade a bold load of picks, and which, and right now it's looking good for San Fran because that was Solomon Thomas. Mm-hmm. That turned to a bunch of good contribution pieces. Oh my god! <laughs> Did they not watch Mahomes tape? Did they not watch him? Because no, no, I no, watched. Forget, no, forget all that. Did he not show the Sean Watson? In back-to-back performances in the title game against Alabama, that Alabama defense was supposed to be the best defense in college football history. And Deshaun Watson had a game, walk-off game winner against them. I literally said, I'm like, Deshaun Watson should be the number one quarterback taken off this board. And every single draft analyst was like trying to talk themselves out of it. I'm like, why they shouldn't take Deshaun Watson number one overall? And I'm just like, okay, fine. That's so ridiculous. I forgot they traded up for that. I, oh man, kind of got sidetracked there, but that's <laughs> you traded up and you didn't even take Deshaun Watson. You didn't take Mahomes, who I mean, okay, just look at the tape. That's you. You yeah. have people to do that. Can you imagine Deshaun Watson with this offense, Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen with this defense. I, I was more concerned about with that defense. They control the clock, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oof. All right. Tough um, break. Uh, moving <laughs> on. 
This has been, a, you know, the weather has made this episode a lot more sadder than it needs to be. But that bear's laugh is really giving me hope. Okay, fine. Uh, let's just cruise along these picks. Seahawks, Falcons. I'm going uh, Seahawks. On Seahawks. This. It's easy. Uh, uh, Chargers, Bears. Bears. Two bad teams looking for a way out. I'm going Bears. Oh, that defense. We're on defense. If they run the ball, please, Matt Navy, just have some. Use your common sense. Run the ball. Going Bears. What did we just talk about, Chris? I mean, both the Chargers and the Bears both have about the same amount of issues. All right, I'm going Bears on this and one. we got to disagree somehow. That's true. Yeah. Giants, Lions. Going Detroit. Yeah, I'm going Detroit on this one. Uh, Jets, Jaguars. Ooh. That's a good one. That's I, a good one. I, for all the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, but that makes for a good game, though. I'm cool uh, with that. Going. I'm going Minshew. I got him starting in fantasy. I'm going there. But I, I say it every week. I'll say it again. The Jets are not as bad as their record says. They just had unfortunate events happen, like seeing ghosts. But and mono. This man has had mono and seen ghosts. He has had the most eventful, crappy season ever. Sorry, out. Oh, God, it does. <laughs> <laughs> are you going Jets on this? No, go Jags. Yeah, go Jags on this. I'm going Minshew. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jets win that one. Uh, what else we got? We got Bengals, Rams. Rams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a bad week for game. Oh, wait, no. Buccaneers, Titans. Huh? No. No, that's not a good game? No, I'm going Buccaneers. I'm going Titans on this one, man. Good defense. Good defense. They hold you know people what? at yeah. the one. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm going Tennessee. You know, yeah, it's in Tennessee. I, I, I have no faith in James Winston. Wait, you don't like five interceptions? I don't like seven turnovers, though. No. Well, I didn't man, get to the fumbles. Yeah, man, four fumbles, <laughs> 400 yards. He had seven turnovers. <laughs> That's 14 points lost on fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he could have balled out. Oh, well. And they lost by 11. You realize how turnovers were half? He could have won by, like, 14 at, at the least. Oh, God, it's terrible. Eagles-Bills. Picked the Eagles, beat the Cowboys last week. I keep hearing that in my head. Uh, you know what? I'm going Eagles this week. I think they bounce back. I'm going Bills. Josh Allen's going to put on a show, I feel like. It's it's, it's going to be cold and wet. It's going to be cold and wet up there. It's going to be a running the ball kind of game. I'm definitely going Bills. And, uh, Broncos, Colts. I'm going Colts, man. Going Colts. Yeah, dude. Kobe Brissett's winning the over. I like this matchup. Uh, it's always a fun one. I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'm going Colts on this one. I realized a few years ago it was it was Andrew Luck versus Peyton Manning, and now it's Joe Flacco versus Kobe Brissett. I just heard the foghorn when you said that. Mm. Just, mm, it's just terrible. I mean, no, it's still a good matchup, but like, wow, that talent drop off. Uh, Cardinal Saints. This is a tough spot. I feel like I want to stand up for this one. I feel like I do. But I'm not even starting them in fantasy this week. They're going into the Dome. It's going to be a rough showing. I'm going Saints. I'm going Saints. I know undefeated at home. But if Kyler Murray can find a way to make this an interesting game or pull off a win. Hey, man. Give me the edge. 
me saying that to get me started. That's the only reason. That was... I'm not going to curse. Let it go. That was bull. I didn't get to change my lineup. I should have beat you. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers threw six touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got that. Panthers, 49ers. Going 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. There's going to be some home run plays, I feel like, from the Panthers. Mainly MVP of the league, I in some people's opinion. I think it's going to be like a 16-10 game. 16-10? I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going 49ers. Raiders, Texas. Ooh. Going Texans. Yeah, Houston needs a bounce back win after last week. Yeah, they definitely need that. And I don't need the Raiders getting that fourth win right now. I don't want to be wrong. Uh, Browns, Patriots. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Patriots by 21. Baker Mayfield will throw for more than 100 yards in this game. Ring the bell. <laughs> I, I, I'm calling it. I, I feel like this is the day, man. He's going to have more than two fantasy points against the Patriots. I'm calling it. If he has negative four, I'm done. I quit. I'm done with this kid. I'm really, I'm really done with him. Uh, good luck. Godspeed. Who, who are you? Oh, I thought you said Baker for a second. I'm like, oh. All right. Yeah, Patriots. I'm not. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to see the stats. I just, it's I'm bad. making a bold prediction. Sonny Michelle's going to break my heart and get 60 yards. Man, I'm. 60? Yeah. Only? Yeah. No, I'm playing them in my other league. I need them touchdowns. Give me two. 60 yards, two touchdowns. No, they had three touchdown games on, on Monday night yeah. for a letdown. That's <laughs> true. This is Sony Michelle. Ah, oh, well. This would have been oh, game of the week. Yeah, should have, could have, would have on this one, man. Matt Moore. <laughs> Packers, Chiefs. This is my fault. Matt Moore, Holmes. Matt Moore, Holmes. It's the Sunday night game. They, you know when they came up with this, they were just like, man, this is going to be amazing. You know when flies rub their fingers together? That's what they were doing. The bird man no, hand rub. No, the and beautiful family guy. Just good. good. But. Now we got Matt Moore. <laughs> oh, God. Almost had snot come on. That's terrible. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I'm going Chiefs, though. Going Chiefs. I don't believe in the Packers. I know you do. I just don't believe in them. Yeah, I know. He dropped six touchdowns last week. Oh, it was the Raiders. I'm not to talk about that. We'll talk about their defense. Here we go. The defense is good. That's it. That's it? I mean, I played them every week in fantasy, and they only give me three points. What do you expect from them? Be better. Do In the words of you, do better. You can have Atlanta's defense. Oh, God. They played them three weeks in a row. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell you why you're losing, but just look at the numbers. All right. Last and certainly the least. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I even noticed this was the game. I thought they were on buys. Dolphins, Steelers. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, you get the pick. Steelers. Dolphins it is. (laughs) Juju has two touchdowns this week. Ring the bell. I mean, you still got him on your team? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you holding on to that. That's how I feel about Julio. I'm like, do something. No, I love... I love... I was like, do you think I should start Terry McLaurin or... uh, or uh, Juju this week, and, and the guy at the realest handles this every year was like, "You start, you start Juju because he's playing Miami this week." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Well, listen, guys, listen, Miami. I need listen, Miami. I need you to get shut down this week. I got. I'm playing Juju and and Steelers defense. I feel like the owner's sitting over. It's like I got you. Uh, well, guys, Miami new grounds. It's been a, it's been a rough week. It has been. It has been, but you know, it'll, it'll be brighter days. It will stop raining hopefully here in Philly. But yeah. for now, we're signing off. It's been real. It's been great running it back with y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace. Hello, my name is Christopher Thomas. And I'm Freeman William Hudgens. And we're from the Run It Back Podcast. We got money, y'all. Actually, we don't. That's why we're doing this ad. Did you know that Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer? They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you love podcasts or an inspiring podcaster, download the Anchor app today. This is a public service announcement from the Run It Back Podcast.